0: <sighs> How was your day?
1: I was pretty good. Um, just reading, uh, chilling around the house, taking care of the pets. Rachel's gone. Um, as I was walking, I went for a nice long walk. It was the first time I could get out. It was been so freaking cold. Uh, she did some thinking, and I was thinking about a, a question somebody posed on FB. Uh, Jim Ingers always trying to get a conversation going. He said, you know what's harder to find the funding or the deal And everybody came out with different different answers. And I was just as I was walking I was thinking, you know, is it the same is it the same question? like like people people say it's hard if you need funding that means you're going to pay for funding. And if you're going to pay for funding, you've got to have a deal that supports paying for funding. So, like, you, so it's almost like a catch-22. Like, if I didn't have to pay for funding, I don't have to find this crazy fucking deal that's underwritten by this shark tooth of an underwriter. If I'm just trying to get a 15% return on my money, like they are, you can really just go on the MLS and start making, you know, 20% off offers and go finance it at 10% interest, right? Now you're doing real well. So, it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, are we asking the right questions? Um, you know, what's harder to find the funding or the or the deal um because i've had some great deals that i didn't have funding for i just couldn't close because i didn't have access to it just didn't have access to the money so um i'm just i just gonna get caught in this loop of how to raise the money how to find the money i'm not sure if you just got to be on the boat so if you got to go talk to the people or if you got to have a network i'm sure it does the answers but i just i had never done it so that's kind of my my black hole um
0: well and yeah we've done some Jim's solving the problem. Dave Phelps is solving the problem. They've become the guy. Yeah. Grant Cardone. I mean, that's his whole role.
1: Which, well, I, don't know, well, I don't know what Grant Cardone's doing that would help me at all. Or even I'll give you 8% on
0: your money. Give me all your money, I'll give you 8% on it. That's it. I think a couple years ago, I had a big Run in Miami, multifamily, Kim McElroy Mm. style.
1: Yeah, he's raising money. Yeah,
0: but I, I think all these cutesy questions, like, "What do you eat for breakfast?" I mean, it's just like, "Hey, I'm here." I mean, it's just here. Have some recency bias. Yeah. And one time I had this guy look at my portfolio because he was a money guy and he he looked at all my little triplexes and my owner, whatever, funny saying, and he, he said, well, how often can you do this? I'm like, almost never. <laughs> he said, that's the problem. You know, you're getting these home runs and uh, that's not how you run a business or that's not how I run a business. He said, "Yeah, I need a fund. I need, a, I need to do this you know, once a week, make this kind of deal and deploy this kind of money for this kind of return. So like, well, that doesn't sound fun at all. Well, but um, yeah, it was for the purpose of like, and the other thing with money, he said, well, this money needs to be out in three or five years. And I was like, well, if it's good now, uh, why well, would not it be good later? And he really didn't have it. He said, "Just that's the way it works. Yeah, and now you see the headlines stating this commercial loan, this commercial financing is going to hit the fan and like now and in the near future, and it's going to be bad. I, I guess I'm not sophisticated enough to know why it, if it's good now, why would it be that same kind of return be good in the future? Because there would be more of it paid back. They wouldn't be making the same return. I, that's that's probably why the amortization wouldn't be as fat on the back end, right?
1: I guess they just don't want to be harnessed that long you know yeah. they don't want to have opportunity loss they don't want to have they want to be able to do what they want to do be more footloose with their money. If something does change, they want to be able to get out of it
0: those. I don't know why I was, Facebook was on here and I saw these people with um, <laughs> petroleum plant jobs like flying planes and going to a room I like I should have got a job <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
1: so, so um, you know, watching, watching Tom Olson's video and Larry's video you know just got me thinking you know the Tom's Tom's out here trying to he's raising money to to go lend arbitraging money. Uh, and Larry's doing the exact opposite he's made he's made a, a fund of his own you know he's been doing this shit for 40 years and got a mill or two he can keep on the streets and he's doing it um you know if I were to do I gotta be the, I gotta be the former you know I mean I've got six grand in my inherited IRA I can't do anything with it but but partner up with other people um I can't go get really – I don't want to get owner finance deals in my IRA. It just adds another layer of complexity that I already have a hard time doing a deal, like doing a finance deal. I might do an owner finance deal, but probably not. Um,
0: but because of the rules surrounding having financing in that vehicle?
1: Yeah, but also it's just a long-term hold. It's like, what's the point? I need to jack that thing up. I mean, I want to make some money. I don't want to just get a rental that might, may or may not cash flow 100 bucks a month. For, right. Okay, I got an asset in there that now I've got to manage, but I don't necessarily get any, any payoff versus a flip. Um, that is one thing that, that Bob's taught me pretty well is giving your, giving your, your small dollar stuff velocity, you know, not just holding it, but churning that thing. You create another 10% at a two two point discount, sell it, get all your, get all your cream out after six months and do it again, but not, not note hoarding, but note selling, get rid of it to blow that thing up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Walter called me out in front of a couple of people. He was like, Yeah, this guy here, he's he's still do. he's still paying taxes. He don't do no he don't do no tax-free deals yet, do you, Suggs? He was like, No, I, I do a little bit, but not much, you know. I mean that's Walter's thing. It's like if it's not tax free, he's not freaking doing it. Just not doing it. I don't have that that hardcore of a, a line drawn in the sand. But I do see the uh, I guess I can kind of, I can see the the religion behind it. You know, it's just, you got to build a buy box. That's what it is. You build a buy box. I'm not paying taxes, you know, just not doing it. So.
0: I would like to, you know, I, I managed to squirrel away a little bit in there, but, um, seems like, unless you're real slick, then you need to go just, put your, start funding, start funding it until, which it wouldn't be an inherited, but just start. Yeah, just partner up. I, I really saw um, Brantley do it right. I did. I mean, he hustled, found the what deal. Was, what was right? Like, it's, just get out they, there, cause I mean. they partner with some double. deals. He got some wholesale deals. They took them down.
1: But I mean, was it, was it clean? I mean like you're going your marketing now you're putting in effort and you're sending out mail and you're hiring VAs you're doing all this stuff. I mean, is there a really clean way to do that?
0: No, That's when a he contribution. Did, I saw him build it. He partnered with some right the right people that would let him juice it. And he gave them
1: But I'm saying he found he found that many deals. Like to find that many deals, he was an active marketer. That's what I'm saying. Like
0: I mean he's got pretty deep connections in JXN. I yeah. guess he's just one of the calls wholesalers make. No. He ain't afraid of doing a deal. I'll give him that. No. No,
1: and that's the thing. I mean, I can always find a reason not to do it, but it's just like, I mean, I remember when he was doing that. He was, he was working. He was working. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of contribution going into it. Time, mail, flyers, signs, right. all kinds of stuff. So it's like, I mean, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I've done a little bit of lending. I'd like to do some deals, but it's like you know, it's kind of that thing like Bob's talking about. Like if you get a if you get a lead as a real estate agent, you, know, you can't put that deal in your IRA. You know, he's he's super cautious about mixing those things up. Yeah. yeah. If it comes in off a letter, he can't do it. It's got to come from word of mouth or something else. Okay. But I, just, I don't even know if the blowing it up thing is really even. Um, I don't even. The right thing to do. The right
0: conversation to have.
1: Yeah, like. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to have it blown up. I would like to work it, but I just think it's—I don't know. Um, there was somebody I that I was listening to. It was you, know, just just talking about like, uh, you know, anybody can do this. You can get the same results as anybody else. And I was like, that's horseshit. You know, what I'm saying if you don't have the right systems or skills or connections or whatever, you ain't gonna get the same results. Right. I mean, like I'm not getting the same. Um anyways so trying to figure out that i said i sent you that quote like you know i have enough right now to do something you know regardless you know use it use it and so that's kind of like what 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 do i have instead of instead of complaining about what i don't have yeah um and and that's i don't really i know we've got some pretty strong models with like the furnished rentals um we've got some cool we've got some we got some cool connections here about how to rehab houses and get things done. What I don't have, I don't have a bunch of people to line up throwing money at me. So it's like I don't, I don't know um, how to build out more what I do have with what I do have. And I think, I think that's kind of one of the questions you're wrestling with. It's like, all right, what have I got? You know, it's kind of like you on a backpacking trip and you look looking through it. You got an emergency. It's like, what did I, what did I bring with me? What's here? Um, so tell me a little bit about what you got, what you think you I might can, be able to
0: manage. I can. I can be the calm person in a shitstorm. I can do that. Like, all right, well, let's find our way out of this. Uh, usually in management, I don't, I don't mind. I don't not mind managing things. Um,
1: you mean that rental management or just any kind of management, project management?
0: No, rental property.
1: Rental management. Did yeah. you do that? I think so. It's oh, a thankless job, dude it is <laughs> Nobody, nobody's ever like man thank you so much for managing the shit out of this property you know yeah.
0: you're gonna ride the bull i mean oh yeah my my longtime friend he, he, he's he's like man where's the money it's you know, never like how'd you where's your money <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that um i like bumped him up from like nine fifty from some turd to eleven fifty, And I had to ask yeah. for a raise. I was like, I'm going to need a little more money. <laughs> <laughs> but ours, it just, it became, it just like a fish in water, you know? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm managing. No, it's how you had, that's how you got to eat money. And then, yeah, uh, at some point, not every month is a disaster. So uh, <clears throat> at some time you figure out what somebody else is charging this this dude in uh, charlotte when we we're trying to figure out that condo that we got in right outside of charlotte i was talking to him about doing a lease up and he said yeah i'll do everything 1500 and i'm like huh? it and and not go in with the management and not take the 10 per cent per month I, i'm just guessing i'm just trying to remember correctly but he said oh yeah if i don't manage yeah 1500 all right no thanks <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i guess i'll be managing
0: in north carolina but i i don't i don't have an idea i've never worked for a fee manager i don't know what it's like but you kind of you got a taste of that And from the low end of the things that the third rung of hell wasn't it
1: it was man it was bad it was really bad and it might have been the market we were in. I mean, I know some guys that are in the Jackson markets that are doing different, different slice of the pie, and it's not too bad. Um, but, yeah, doing low-income stuff in, in a place like Jackson, deep south, it was really, really tough. I mean, you were always threading the needle to get somebody under it, always threading the needle. You know, like, do you have anybody else you can pull on lease? You know, could you ask your boss for a raise and get that in writing? You know, just $1 more an hour would put you there. Can you pay off this medical bill? You know, there's always something, man. And then even when they did that one thing, that mean they just barely grease through the eye of that needle, you know, barely get through it.
0: Um, have you rapped with anybody in other areas to have similar complexities as Jackson? Not really. I mean, yeah, I got
1: some friends in Memphis that it's pretty, it's pretty tough and they just stay out of the class C stuff. I mean, like if you're going to do class C, you're walking around with a fanny pack full of, you know, tools for the trade, you know, a, mace and whatever keys and you know just doing your thing um because that's the whole thing too is like if you're not using technology you're you're kind of you're kind of already lost and if your clients can't use technology well then then you're doubly screwed you know but I mean, if you're not able to do some kind of online payments some kind of online management requests maintenance requests something like that doc doc retention you know if we're like copying things and collecting paper like dude we're screwed and that's unfortunately where a lot of a lot of people are still here, they're still. I got to go to Kinko's and print this out and sign it. You're like, no, I sent it to you in DocuSign. They're like, oh, my screen broke or something. You know, I like, can't can't do it. Um. So it's all good to be using technology, but if your client can't use it, if your customer can't use it, it doesn't matter. How sophisticated? In fact, the more sophisticated you get, the more you're it just ensured that you're not going to be able to do business with your avatar. You know, you can't do it.
0: Yeah. They all got a Cash App. <laughs> I mean, Cash App's all the. They low do. <laughs> they do. You they they can, give me three
1: whole. months' rent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever? You ever made somebody? You ever ask somebody to give me your account number and tell them to go down to the local bank, stick it in your account. The receipt is your. I've never done that. I've never done that. <laughs> Talk about analog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we dealt with two. I mean one commonality mostly that would redundant income people the government backed them earlier in our career and then when fair market rent started equaling out uh whatever you got without the headache we kind of transitioned a lot of them but uh the other was people with mom and dad that kind of backed their play on the on the students and recent grads Mm -hmm. but uh and then Teach for America was a blessing when they rolled in to save New Orleans after Katrina, that brought legions of young people uh, from the Northeast, Michigan. Uh, But, yeah, I guess I was. I don't know, you still listen to Kenny Mack anymore. You turned me on to him and I stayed with him. Yeah.
1: I like Kenny, but right around the time that you and I started kind of listening to him at the same time is whenever he, he had brought in that new co-host that really you uh, mean, his wife? was not, yeah, it was, she's not um, I think near as cool to listen to as he was. Um, they were looking for a different, I guess, a different audience whenever she came on, and I don't think I'm part of that audience. Did you quit it? I listen to it every now and then, but if she's on or if something—if it's that watered-down stuff—I don't listen to it.
0: Right. Oh. So. Do you still get down on Wealthy On?
1: Yeah, so they changed that a little bit. I do, I do. Um. I kind of went through a phase where I just like—I I think I was like listening to stuff and reading stuff because I was—I'm scared to like take focus and take any action, and like I just like. So I'm listening to a little bit, but honestly, I actually listen to music because I don't get pissed off when I'm listening to music. I'm listening to that stuff. I'm like, why am I not doing that? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so I'm just like, I'm happier listening to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. Right. town. It's like, all right, Tom Petty it is, (laughs) you know, and I'm listening to a little bit. In fact, Grant Cardone was on Wealthy on about a week ago. It was really, really good. It was, I was glad that I caught that because it's kind of serendipitous. I didn't, I hadn't listened to it in about four weeks and then I just popped up and it was Grant Cardone and I don't really dig Grant Cardone. Um, I think he's a little too hard charging and he poo poo's on single family. It's all about his, he's very polarized. He's very, but he, he made a lot of good points that I've kind of already thought. In fact, he, he said one line he was like, you know, real estate's not a good business. It's a great investment, it's a horrible business. You got to have other side things. We say, we're selling this coaching, we're selling these courses, we're selling these classes. We do a hundred million a year and all these other things, like not even no real estate. And I've kind of, I don't know, I've, I've talked about the difference between a lemonade stand and a piggy bank. You know, it's like, you can't, it, it's one or the other. It, it's really, really hard for it to be both. Um, so and that's why we're we are pretty much forced into Airbnb or the SLEs, the sober livings or whatever. because our regular rental just doesn't do a whole lot for us. We have three, four hundred bucks a month cash flow gets eaten up with hot water heaters and sewer lines and roofs and stuff. So it was weird when you have an idea and then you get kind of the conviction and then you get the, like, there's some guy on the mountaintop shouting down, like, that's not going to work. And you're like,
0: halfway (laughs) up here, (laughs) I I built my life.
1: I think you're right, but I can't turn back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not a a great feeling, you know? Um,
0: Yep. Carlton. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know, a lot of, of those thing things is. are, I mean, you might as all the real estate things, I'm going to try to forge an original thought, but uh, Macroy really talked about um, uh, becoming a rental nation, right? And he said, Jeff Bezos is in the real estate business now. And he says that you can start investing in real estate for $100. He said, that's not an investment that's you're buying he he, they what they have done is um what i'll call this is mackerel talking what i'll call the wall street gobbling up main street and he said they're not selling you the orange anymore they're selling you the orange juice there's they made an etf out of real estate and you're not going to get you're not going to get wealthy like that and what i think that I think that Kenny has started selling hope, but I think from way back, Carlton Sheets, all the grand writing groups at, the, at mm-hmm. the Marriott or Hotel Inn or Days Inn uh, on late nights after their day job. I mean, it's just selling hope. And he called it. I mean, Michael, mm-hmm. said this is going to take away the last the last real investment for the common man. It may not be in your kid's age. But I do think that it's going to be in your kid's kid's age when the majority of people be renters. Mm-hmm. So Grant Cardone sells hope and motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think salesmen sell hope and, and it's not always true, but it's kind of shading in. I mean, for the right person, once that filter takes place and the right people get motivated with the skills to go forth and, mm-hmm. and do something, I, you know, those I don't think it's the norm. It's, it's. I think these are outliers, the people that can manage to feed themselves um, slinging real estate or investing in it. They're just patient people that can take action.
1: So you talked about the guy who looked at your books and was like, you're looking it seems like you're kind of, you're your model is hitting one hit wonders. You know, you're trying you're trying to find these smoking deals, and they're yep. not they're not regular enough for me to make a, a yeah, business model. That's right. And okay, but you and I are pretty much the same way. Like we're looking for looking for good deals. If I only do two good deals a year, I make you know, twenty grand equity on one, and I'm making five six hundred bucks a month cash flow on another, and I do that three times in a year. It's like, dude, I made 60, 60, 70 grand equity, and I made fifteen hundred bucks. You know cash flow cool let's yeah. keep going and it's paying off it's working but the other guys is, is basically like looking for a job you know like he wants to do it over and over and over again and work and work and work and work. so you know for the so for the renter who's going to be stuck in what we call renter nation that's basically that guy that you're talking about you know he wants to work and he's going to go work wherever he can work whereas we want to go make some deals and go work wherever we want to live um, or live wherever we want to live. Like work's just work only happens when it pops its head out of the hole. But I think that's kind of, I think that might be like, I give myself a lot of a grief about not having a, like, I don't know what to do next. And it's like, just sit back and wait, you know, look around and wait and and watch and learn. And maybe that is, and maybe that's the difficult thing is I don't really Oh yeah. I might think that I want to go do 50 or 60 deals in a year like your friend was talking about, but I really don't because that's, like, that's a bunch. That's like a J-O-B. But I think that person that does that might be better off, quote unquote, renting because they have mobility. They have flexibility. They can go where the work is. They can go where the deals are. They can do that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. Step in that black and white. No. Like to say, single-family residential is a bad investment, or just doing one one single-family residential deal is not worth your time. It's just bullshit. You know, single-family investments can be great, and just doing one is worth it. Just doing one a year is worth it. It might not make you rich or get good to quit your job, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah,
0: and another kind of insight that I had that. Insurance kind of reduced my take, and vacancies did. The soft market is is abound in New Orleans because of the single family um, short term rentals being uh, flooded back on the market. I think it's. I don't know if there's a real gauge other than what are realtors saying at the water cooler. As far as. Um rental occupancy but there's some vacancies for sure i think mm-hmm. the people that i saw at christmas that had previously put a homemade sign in front and had realtor signs i guess they thought a, a realtor was gonna save their bacon but mm-hmm. I, I, I think a realtor gives zero shits about who they stick in your spot um and i'm not i'm not convinced that they have superior marketing tactics so yeah and and then there's the invisible tax that i thought i was not going to experience too much of inflation i guess things are more expensive i haven't done a whole lot of big ticket items like a renovation i say that but i might i might have during these past couple of years but um yeah the term reversion to the mean has is definitely in effect i think with all with all the high-flying uh Intoxication of low interest rates and uh, a yeah. great economy—it's uh, swinging the other way. Yeah. So, yeah, I so I, I kind of thought i won already, but I got—I think I didn't stick to my core talents over the past. I I did not mobilize and try to innovate during the COVID period. I was just like uh, this. It's either going to be everybody will die or, you know, things will be okay somehow. So people were slinging all kind of real estate. You remember? I don't, I mean, was that the the other end of the scale from the toilet paper grab for no apparent reason? Yeah. Uh, The people's lives passed before their eyes and told them they needed to leave California. (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. live in idaho i don't know
1: yeah go buy a bunch of shit and now they're like we gotta get rid of this stuff what are we doing yeah what am i gonna do with all this toilet paper
0: <laughs> <laughs> a real pack mentality i guess i don't know and uh, i had become anxious like couple of years before for some reason i got it in my head i was listening to the wrong channel <clears throat> and somebody's like oh yeah the value of the dollar is gonna go in the shitter i was like yeah it is <laughs> and i was like hey Anya, i think it's going great but what if the money devalues and like she's experienced it in 89 yeah. i mean their money to value their country crashes, like, something will take its place. Some kind of fiat currency. They'll just put another zero on it and keep on rocking.
1: Yeah, right. Like I've seen this. I've seen this movie before. We signed. Well,
0: well. So I'm struggling with labor. I got left at the altar by my. Guy that was like, Oh, yeah, I'm coming. He said he's coming. He's really coming. I'm like, yeah. Where are you? <laughs> I just was like looking for his W 9. And is this him? I just did an internet search. And <laughs> he was getting chased by the Popo and he swam away. <laughs> he was on some kind of body water and he swam away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's him
1: so now how far along are you on that project
0: I know, kind of almost got rough in but I think I'm just I'm gonna have to go uh just occupy Wall Street I think I'm gonna have to go down there and be present hook myself up a little heat power's on power's bootlegged but and then just start Figuring out who my next guy is, somebody that I don't have to go drive 30 minutes the other way and pick them up and then go 40 minutes the other way. So I think it's going to be me and some work clothes for a few weeks. Get my camping picnic table, the fold-out suitcase picnic table and chairs. (laughs) Get a little propane heat. Yeah. Dust off my hammer. So, yeah, you listen to Grant Cardone, who's talking about his private jet, and then you go put your tools in your old Subaru and go figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Try to sell that information.
1: I mean, I was just talking to a guy that Walter sang and he was like, Yeah, I got into real estate like three or four years ago and I bought two rentals and I rehabbed them and I, I had a job and I was collecting rent and managing it. It, it. it was horrible. I just couldn't do it. It was horrible. I just sold it. And it's like, you know, he's an extreme example of like, I mean, I don't know. Am I just tougher? Or am I just, am I just an idiot? You know, like, cause I'm doing the same thing.
0: I finished the um, renovations and was collecting rent. Was it on the? He was he,
1: he, yeah, he had him up and running, but he was just like, I was always over there. I was always doing this. It was always something else. It was, it was just horrible. It was your typical, you know, that's that's Bob's favorite. That's Walter's favorite story, you know? Toilets, termites, tenants, taxes. No, no, no. we want passive. We want mailbox, you know, like that's what they love. They love that story. Um, I mean, does it do me? And I think that's one of the things. Does it do me good to listen to all these people if I'm not going to do what they say anyways? You know, it's like that's kind of how I feel. I'm listening to all these guys, and I'm just like, "Yeah, that was cool. I kind of believe you, but I'm going to go over here and do this some
0: more." When Larry Goen said we mail seven thousand mailers a month, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. huh." No, I'm not doing that. What's the bill on that? A dollar per.
1: If he's doing cheap postcards, it's fifty cents a pop. If he's doing letters, it's a dollar a
0: pop. Yeah. I give those I mean I give I give those guys props. I really do. Just don't know if I want that. Yeah. Uh is anything do you buy from wholesalers?
1: I have. I have. I bought like one or two from wholesalers.
0: Uh, I'll change the topic. Your name came up, uh Harry and I spoke today. How's he doing? Uh, well, he's had some questions about uh, some mechanics of a wholesale deal in Mississippi. Sounds like they're blowing up the phones on some uh, m- uh, mobile park owners. Yeah, and, ha- and having some success getting into awesome. some conversations. So that's step one. Seems to be underserved as far as people who understand how to vet the deal. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I read this guy's Ken, free Kindle book, Kindle Unlimited book, and he's on one of Tom's guest guys. Do you know this guy? who wears the yellow shirt. Yeah, Andrew, Adrian Smoot. Yeah, have you met him?
1: Yeah, my wife, buys houses or mobile homes yeah. or some shit. Yeah.
0: What state is he in?
1: Um, I don't know if he's in Virginia, but I met him. I met him at uh, one of one of Jim's things, and he's written a book. I see him pushing his book every now and then. It's basically a retelling of the uh, deals on wheels, a lot of scrub stuff, right? You know, wobbly boxes. So. I mean, you yeah, know, that's a that's a fantastic model, man. But Adrian's doing something completely different. Adrian doesn't want to buy the parks. He wants to go get the mobile home, pay ten grand for it, put five into it, finance it at sixty, and hold that paper.
0: Tom Olson on Investor Army: Do how to do over three hundred deals a year? Go, Tom. So. Yeah, I remember hearing Wendy Sweet talk about um, Larry Goins. He said that he was the master. She said a big part of her success is uh, getting to work work under that guy for a period of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, looks like I'm just as far as living it and breathing it, I don't know. I, I never I got involved with this crew just entry into just hanging around and it's just a the ria clubs are just a whole other animal just a whole other side of life like people Mm. that that live it Adrian smooth so um any news on uh, any train wrecks in the what do you call them
1: sres it's been pretty quiet man it's been pretty quiet
0: um is there hope for the future
1: yeah i mean we're i'm i'm, I'm it's definitely not going to be a, a a get rich thing um You know, once more, it's kind of like, why would I get into
0: it? (laughs) I thought the margins are pretty decent, but I guess the overhead.
1: They're decent, but I mean, just kind of the same thing as Airbnb. I mean, they're decent. It's better than rentals, but it's not like, it's not pina colada time, you know, just laptop on the beach, you know, taking bookings from the umbrella. I mean, it's still, there's work, there's more work involved. The reason I got into it is because I needed a better model. I needed a bigger model so I could buy bigger houses. Like, mm-hmm. I can't go buy a three bedroom, four bedroom house that rents for two grand a month and pay $160 for it with the kind of financing I have. I got to have a higher and better rent model. So that allows us to at least buy some stuff. Um, I mean, I've learned, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. And in the real estate world, it's the person with the best finance that wins. Period. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the best finance and you win. If you got crap financing, you don't get to play. You, you know, if you don't have any money or you don't have access to decent financing, you don't. And so, with my mediocre financing, that means I got to find an outsized model that's that's that works. Um, I mean, I can go buy. I, Bob would probably do the thirty forty thousand dollar crap houses down in Westershot South Jackson, but I mean, I don't want to do that. I mean, uh, we have a rule. Just like Walter won't do it unless it's tax free, I won't do it unless my wife feels comfortable going by it. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, that's just one of the things. If she do not want to go buy it, it's not happening. So, um, that eliminates a lot of stuff in Jackson. <laughs> that eliminates a lot.
0: Well, it'll be no. interesting going forward if it is a rental nation. I mean, I think we'll kind of age out by that second generation under us. So, it probably won't be our problem. But to see what uh, Jeff Bezos is going to gobble up all the single family houses and is he gonna need management? So what what's gonna happen? Are they gonna be like supersizing all the rents and just make it a corporate affair?
1: I don't know. But I do think it's gonna be a renovation. I mean to go buy the new housing stocks, you know, you gotta be making hundred grand a year to go afford a two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar house. And three hundred grand didn't get you much these days.
0: Right.
1: And the idea, of, oh, you can get cheap houses here. Yeah, they're cheap for a reason. Because they're old and they're, they're functionally obsolete. They're falling into the ground. You know, they're, they're not, they're whatever. They've got issues. There's not enough of them for the amount of people that need them. Um, Rachel was watching some freaking show about working class people that, I don't know, if Obama did. He was narrating it or something. You know that reality of like that eight or nine dollar an hour healthcare worker. You know that home healthcare worker that's like fighting for another dollar. That Uber driver, that Uber each driver that's fighting for another dollar. I mean, that's like that's like forty percent of our population are those people right there. They're like a third of what it takes to to get the the entry level house, and they're not going away. You know, so yeah, they've got to have a place to stay. What? What? Do you, how are you going to do that? I think it's gonna be government subsidized. I think it's all gonna be government subsidized. Right. I've always been curious, like why doesn't why isn't the government like and I don't I don't like government really getting involved in everything, but like it frustrates me when you see these HUD tenants that they'll pay them rent. Like, why don't you just give them money to buy a house? If they follow some rules, if they follow some drug tests, if they're in school, whatever, set some parameters, but why are you just gonna give them, like rent? Because we got tenants that were, like I could sell them my house. For lower than what HUD's paying, so I think something like that's going to have to happen. Where the government's just going to be like, all right, just like you get you get child credits, you're going to get housing credits. Everybody's going to get them.
0: Um, I thought of it as just a quite a choke point. You still you got to get the owner of the the HUD tenant or housing authority owner. You just got to go get more and more of these places to put somebody in for 40 years? I mean, does it have to be permanent? Can't we move on to can't y'all print enough money to buy and develop some houses that uh, that they can own? Yeah. And, And What a retardation of the wealth cycle. I mean, let's just, we're just that it's a non starter. Yeah. So are those housing first initiatives in Finland that have been they've had some seed programs over here. they start with giving somebody a safe place to live first, you know, all right. And I know you got issues, but we got to get you under a roof before we can address those issues and it takes yeah. a hell of an investment i mean they were talking about <clears throat> in pr there was a guy in finley said yeah the housing first saved my life you know and 100 uh just to start there and the initial investment i don't know five or ten years ago was like 170 mil at that time so it's yeah. not it's they're not small numbers but yeah i think Uh, uh, just to start the generational wealth cycle is important and you do not do that not unless you want to raise every million people raise a kobe or jordan or you know some outlier
1: I was talking with a couple of investors and they were they were naysaying that the, the position of real estate agent, you know, what what where's it gonna be in ten years? Are we gonna need them? You know, real estate agents. There was a lot of like pretty uh, believable arguments for that they won't be around much longer with AI and with the overpaid and with the problems of commissions. But somebody has said, you know, hey, you know, ninety-eight percent of the population is not like us, like they don't feel comfortable finding a property, valuing a property, negotiating a property, writing a contract, like, we we have a super biased idea of what is what is and what's not. And I think, too, we forget, like, just like me and you, we'll change the hot water heater out. We'll get the new roof. We're going to address the problem with the house. A lot of people just don't know how to do that. Like, they haven't done it. They, they're not going to know. Just like they don't know how to buy a house, they don't know how to take care of a house. And I think that's a cultural, sociological. that's just a my sisters are like that, you know, and they're able to do it because they have me. If they didn't have me, they'd be going broke. You know, like <laughs> the, the amount of stuff that we do on that house, you know, where I'm playing husband to, to a couple different houses. Um, and it's cool. It's, I'm, I'm not resentful about it. But the reality is a lot of people, they don't have that and they end up on somebody's, you know, delinquent default, you know, uh, pile up uh, deferred maintenance list. You know, like you, you, they get to a spot where like we can't do anything with it. We haven't been able to paint wood rot. This, this, this. Because there's no extra money to pay the painter four grand a year to go paint the whatever the fascia yeah. No, that's not there. So, so I mean, like I think that's yeah, you know, is the solution giving them housing? I think not. I think the solution is giving them a place to live. But that's not a freaking house. That's just not. Houses take a lot of husbandry. Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: For sure. Big I think grass, uh, trees. AI dog, that's a, a robo mower. They got, uh, I mean, yeah, right? they got uh, the hedgehog crash test dum- dummies in England. Like they don't want to, they got a declining hedgehog population in England. Oh, really? And those robo mowers <laughs> say, hey, it's time to mow the grass. <laughs> and they start robing the grass. And then it croaks some <laughs> hedgehogs, so they they're figuring out how to not do that with crash test dummy hedgehogs. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. The Internet of Things is only going to go so far. <laughs> like you, your milk is rotten, but that ain't a roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an active gas leak. <laughs> run, run for your life. I don't, I don't know. I
1: think you and I kind of intuitively understand that housing is a is a is a nice it, it's a there's a big barrier of entry to it there really is like if you can get a house you know a rental you're doing something a lot of people can't do now can you hold on to it i remember my friend who made all that money on bitcoin he tells me about like the 10 years of just eating like ramen noodles and, and just yeah you know, peanut butter and like it was a dark dark long period because he believed that, that money into
0: something he believed in
1: and then waiting you know waiting he waited 10 for, He bought before it was a dollar right and just now started spending some of it back in 2018 i mean it was over 30 i mean he was you know just killed it but there was no he believes he's going to go to a million dollars a coin in his lifetime he believes it he's like this is um whether it's right or not the idea of like investment you know once more it's an investment it's not a business you know the flipping of houses, the flipping of notes; those are businesses. The buying of stuff and having the wherewithal to hold on to it to increases in value—that's an investment. Um, so I think about that. I'm like, well, I just go do something else. Yeah, you know, keep buying houses when I can buy them, but I don't want to send out seven thousand pieces of mail each month. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to create that machine. Um, I was really, really proud of Stephen Bryant is in um, Walter's little group that he got together. And he's a home inspector. And he uh, he's been getting calls when he he started this program where he was doing like this this lower tier home inspection for investors. So like a normal home inspection is 450 bucks or something to investors he'd be like, give me 200 bucks and I'm gonna give you the 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 eagle eye view of what's going on. They can run in real quick and tell them. We started doing that and all the investors were like, great. Do you have any contractors that you're using or you know of to get these things done? He was just for like a year and a half, just giving them out, just giving them out. Just, uh, yeah, use this person for this, use this for it. You bring me all your inspections and just passing out the names at the end of them. Finally, one of his contractor friends was like, dude, get that business. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, I'm a contractor. You already have all these people. Let's start a business. And so he did. He announced that he's, he went from zero people like three months ago to 150 people. Uh, Client is what he's calling in like a three month period, but he's his sheet right here. he's printed out a ton of you, but I'll read it to you. But he says we've got uh, what's our niche: rehabbing properties for local and out of town investors. Single family, multi family. We do full scope inspections, facelifts, turnovers. Uh, how we work: we use the latest technology. Jobber and company cam. Company cam is like a an app that like a, that you can take pictures and send all this stuff. So there's not I mean, you send me a picture that's all it's all kind of notion for, for contractors. Um, because we got six crews, two project managers, two dedicated punch list hands, back office of support while we do it, uh, because we need the market and the market needed it. Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, when I saw dedicated punch list hand, you know who my dedicated punch list hand is in my business?
0: You, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you know? that's a generalist, dude. That's the guy who knows a whole lot about a whole lot of stuff, and you don't just call. Oh. you you gotta hang a door get a light socket get that smoke alarm up get that threshold going re-level this get the the pvc or PEX. i don't know like a punchless guy is legit you know you got to know some stuff um anyway it was really cool to see steven i've been seeing him work and try try to do some deals and finally like is like a, a monkey spinning a, a combination lock, and it finally just like click click click. He's like, yeah, he <laughs> got it. You know, and I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna do great. And I feel like I'm I'm just at my clock still. I'm just like spinning. I I don't know if it's gonna go click or when it's gonna go click, but he gave me hope. You know, because he, I really think he's gonna do well with it. Um, but even at that meeting, everybody wanted his card. Everybody wanted to talk to him. Like you're an inspector in a licensed contractor. You got crews. Absolutely. You know, oh, let's yeah. do it.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I think it loops back to husbandry. Pay somebody $250 a year to go see if you're going to burn your house down in the next six months. Yeah.
1: And the job, I mean, it's work, you know, it is work.
0: So how old are you now?
1: I'll be 43 in March.
0: 43. Yeah. I'm gonna turn 53 in March. I'm just gonna turn 50 in March.
1: Turn 50? Yeah. It's awesome, dude. I made it. Yeah.
0: So I don't even think I qualified for any midlife so I was just kind of happy to be here and I still feel that way. But you're like what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, you don't want to be like, having a pilot crumble pile of stuff to sweep up on your way out the door, you know, just like unfinished business or feel like you haven't arrived or didn't say what you wanted to say or do what you wanted to do. So I think just that milestone has kind of given me a reason to like, just put the thought in your mind that, uh, you know, kind of working toward bonus time. Like, uh, do you want to affect anybody? Or uh, uh, has your life been about commerce? Or you just work to (laughs) eat yourself? And I don't think I've ever really felt that way. It's always been like, you know, I need a certain amount of money to keep the lights on and food, food in the fridge. So, I don't know what in that industry wasn't a real estate industry has been truly fulfilling Like, it's a financial arrangement to and a a business of rental management is a business you're providing housing but i'm just not super sure that you're going to get that warm and fuzzy off of a real estate transaction or creating rent and i mean if you help somebody get to a good spot i think there's some enjoyment there outside of a check, but I think you gotta make your own sunshine outside of real estate and I respect these hard chargers. I really do. I just I'm not convinced that I'm one of those people.
1: I think you are. <laughs> I think I think you're just at a different stage. Um, I think the reason that they do it is not necessarily you hear the flow state? The flow states when like somebody is doing something sure. that's like like at their level, the track is the time? right on the threshold. Yeah, they're right in that the zone of they're of as much as they can do, but they're able to do it. Um, they've got a goal. They're single-minded. They're monotask, and they're just in it. Um, and I think these guys, like Larry said in his call, he was like, "I take all the calls. I take all the calls." I'm like, "I've I've spent like a year on the phone." like just straight up on the phone, taking calls. And I tell you, man, I liked it. Like I was in a flow state. Like I'm I'm a decent communicator. I like listening for cues, or like picking up on the unsaid, you know, like asking those leading questions and all that stuff. And I could see Larry and never even hear him on the phone. I can just hear it by the way he talks. He, he's a lot like that. He just really, he gets into a flow. And so I don't think it's about like the real estate is just the arena in which hopefully we get to find some kind of flow. Like, it's not about the deal. It really isn't. It's not about the money. It's it's about what you and I are doing right now. Maybe briefly, it might only happen for ten seconds or out of a, a five minute. But it's like a, oh, I, I feel I feel okay. Like I'm I'm, I'm doing what I need to be doing. This is I've reached my level of expertise and I'm kind of on that line. Like I'm there. Um, I have a goal. Like I want to build a relationship with Marcus. I want to get inside his mind. I want to see what's going on in his world. I want to see how we can help each other. Like those things instead of just like the meaningless, I don't know what I'm doing today, you know? And so I think these guys, it's not so much about like, they set big goals because they want to find scenarios and arenas where they can find flow. Um, when they speak, when they talk, there's like, it's energizing, man. It's fun. Like, why are they doing it for that? That's why they're doing it. It's Cause it was cool for them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, why do why do the kids play practice playing the pianos? Cause they get up there and they do it. It's like they're in that flow for a minute. Um,
0: Yeah, I can jive with that.
1: And the the question is, does this does is what I'm doing providing an arena for flow, or have I told myself that once I make enough money, I'll go find my arena? If that's to say, if that's the case, then get out of the real estate. Go find this thing because we're never going to have enough money. Like until I start doing this, I mean, you can play guitar broke. You know, you can. You can make birdhouses paintings broke if that's what's going to be because that's what i've told myself is once i make enough money then i'm going to go do other things um and then i got into real estate i started adopting other people's goals i was like well, they got 100 houses here they're doing tax-free stuff <laughs> like i didn't get into real estate to do tax-free stuff i got in real estate to make some cash flow yeah that was it you know well Have you got any big trips, anything planned, or anything you want to do for the um the big hurrah?
0: Um, I think I've got a house sale coming up. Uh, mainly what are you selling? Probably this one. I think it's in the median. I think it's in that median range to to go pretty fast and give us back our money for putting in Lowe's windows and cutting a big tree and a real estate commission. Um, but I'm looking forward to unhitching geographically. I don't have any debt on that place that I had to go and get together. Um, so I don't know where my bel- mailbox is going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I would this. I think I said it before just unhitch geographically. There's a whole lot you can do with technology. There really is. I, I, yeah. I mucked out a house. I still have connections in New Orleans, but I trashed out a house. I got a, you know, uh, did a whole bunch of work by phone, marketed the place, showed the place, uh, all from South Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, proof of concept. What's <laughs> that? Proof of
1: concept, it works. Yeah, yeah. Technology works. I can do I, it. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I like that song, "He works hard for no money." It was definitely on that, except for <laughs> <laughs> I was that
1: guy. That's my theme song. Yeah, he works hard for no money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I learned. Had to update my financials to get twenty dollar a month uh, ACH capabilities, and I got the credit line. And Honey's, Honey's thinking to, you know, you got, they're gonna hit you for a half a point just to re-underwrite it. Then they're gonna get, you know, two or three appraisals to make sure they still got you over a barrel. But she's wondering if we should uh, kind of deep six that since we haven't been super active with it. Yeah. But I'm like, no, but I don't know. I don't know. We just cost some more money to keep that going. Yeah. But I just got <clears> to <throat> I, I don't think that I'm connecting with people at their doorstep like I once did. And I think that I spun my wheels a little bit, kind of searching for an area like, is this the right area? I mean, it, it is. It's just got growth. It's not hard. The climate's not hard on t- houses, and there's growth. I think that it is the right place. What's so, happening? I, I just I think I've found the area. I think it's Lancaster County. I think I heard Larry talk about it. he stays outside of the metro, and you can't operate in the metro if you arbitrage or rental and you, you get your system going that way for, you know master leasing performance leasing houses and and managing them. I think you can create some cash flow in the center but he it sounds like he stays outside of the center yeah so yeah this is this is outside so I started to monitor some lists i get, uh see i got some stuff going out right i mean it's, it's sincere i mean what you got three right in my hand but just doing it sincerely i mean yeah. it's not seven thousand it's three <laughs> but it's the, and honestly the, the great ones they didn't you know they're just could have well been not as was you know just mm-hmm. you talk to somebody and they they think that you're not full of shit, and they have a need. So illiquid. Yeah. I haven't. I have. I don't know. Have you felt stuck in a property? Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Isn't yeah. that horrible? No, it is. I mean, I got one right now where we got a HUD tenant in there that's we're renting it to them for like, there's seventy percent of what we should be getting. We're getting we're getting like six eighty. We could easily be getting a thousand bucks a month.
0: You've been doing and this known you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had other things. I didn't want to kick him out because I didn't want to have to go rehab it or whatever. Whatever, whatever story my fear manufactures. There's always been some story why I haven't done it. But it's like you look back on like every like three years, like just ten thousand dollars of income that I didn't make, and stuck with this this guy. You know,
0: you have debt on um, him?
1: We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just paying the note, paying the insurance and taxes. I mean it's not net worth.
0: Um You feel stuck? You still you feel stuck with the tenant?
1: Yeah, I need to get rid of him. I just need to get rid of him and go in there, put a coat of paint on it, and get uh, get ten uh, get a thousand dollar tenant in there and start cash flowing.
0: Uh, his next stop would be um, what, the street if he didn't have that one, or would he bounce along he's got a He's got a on.
1: HUD voucher. I mean he could he could he'll figure it out.
0: in new orleans the amount of tenants seeking housing is on a huge magnitude there's so many people like in a holding pattern without housing homeless people no just i don't know where they live but they're (laughs) they don't have a, a hud they're not using their hud voucher There's a tremendous lack of affordable housing or housing that would accept a voucher. I'll call it affordable housing, but yeah, it's some kind of shade of shade of fair market. What does that mean to the conversation? I don't know. Uh, would, would that guy find somebody to take his voucher? Is there people out there? Is there plenty of housing? Not
1: that he wants. Mm-hmm. Not that he not that will be happy in. No, I have to go to some West Jackson efficiency apartment, a food desert. Yeah. You know.
0: All right. Well, how long have we been doing this? We've we been in a flow state?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call Rachel real quick. She was just hitting me up about some drug tests at some sober living house that I, I forgot to take it out there. Well, he's going to be peeing hot. <laughs> so let, me, let me call her and see what she's talking about.
0: All right, man. Thanks. All
1: right, brother. See you.